Welcome to Real Radiant, a podcast from the heart to help you connect to your radiant self. I'm your host, Morgan Lesniewski, and each week I'm bringing on some amazing guests for real and honest conversations on topics like lifestyle, wellness, and how to live your best life. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Real Radiant Podcast. I hope you all are having an amazing Wednesday, an amazing day so far. I'm so happy to be back here for another episode. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Morgan Lesniewski, and today I'm joined by Sydney Bernhardt. She is a fashion, wellness, and lifestyle content creator living in NYC. And in this episode, we really dive deep into content creation, her life as an influencer, how she manages working a full-time job and creating content. So it was definitely a packed episode with lots of really, really good tips if you're into or like looking for more information about content creation, being an influencer, influencer culture, balancing social media, all that stuff. And she gave us some great tips into her wellness routine and the products that she loves. So definitely a great episode. I love chatting with her. And I know that you guys will love this episode too. I just want to remind you all before we get into the episode to rate and review the podcast. Tell me what you're liking, not liking, all that good stuff. And follow the Instagram at Real Radiant with two T's where I'm posting daily about the podcast yoga, lifestyle, wellness tips, all that good stuff too. So definitely go check it out. And without further ado, here's Sydney. Hi, Sydney. Thank you so much for coming on Real Radiant Podcast. I'm so happy to have you on today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Me too. So the big question of the podcast is what is one quote that has changed your perspective on things like life, jobs, relationships, anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is a basic answer, but I love the quote ever since I think I was in high school. Um, she believes she could, so she did. I feel like everything, especially, you know, what I've realized later in life is that it's all about our mindset and that if we believe that we can do something, if we kind of put that positive energy out into the atmosphere, then um, generally it, it comes true or we can make it happen. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. It's definitely all about mindset. I know that like in times where I've had like more of a negative mindset and like told myself that I can't do something, I'm not able to. But then as soon as you go into it with like, oh, I got this, like I can do it. It's not a big deal. You end up succeeding anyways, just because you're more confident with yourself and your abilities. So I love that. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I just find myself that sometimes I can be my own worst enemy and I'm my worst critic. So if I'm on board with myself, then that's the biggest hurdle to kind of conquer. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that a lot of times like being our own worst critic is like the thing that gets us the most because we're so hard on ourselves. But then with other people, we're like, yes, you can do it. Like you're awesome. And we say the best things. But then when it comes to ourselves, we're like, oh my gosh, we're so negative, you know? So true. So tell us a little bit about yourself, like who you are, what you do, all of that. Yeah. So my name's Sydney. I um, am about to, I'm like 23, about to turn 24. I live in Manhattan. I just moved here in March. So I'm like fairly new to the city, but I'm loving it. Um, I do content creation. That's kind of like my passion as, and I do have a full-time job. So I'm a buyer for a corporate retailer. Um, I kind of balance those two along with, you know, 
having one-on-one clients that I do coach with their personal social media and like run social media for other businesses and things like that. Um, so that's kind of what I do day to day. Um, I really enjoy, you know, fashion, wellness, things of that nature. Um, I have a golden doodle, which I love. He's with me right now. Um, and yeah, I feel like that's a little bit about me. I love that. I also have a golden doodle. He's with me right now too. So (laughs) that's sweet. So I know that you, so you're super into fashion and like content creation and everything. So can you kind of like walk us through how you got started with your Instagram and like how that kind of just came to be? Because I feel like so many of us say that we want to start like posting content and we want to like do stuff like that, but are never actually able to. So can you kind of like walk us through the steps and like your thought process behind doing it and like staying consistent with it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I will say before I get started with like my personal journey, um, is that my clients, the biggest thing that they do have a problem with is that consistency. So once kind of turning that over and really going full force with it, consistency will bring you extreme, extremely positive results. Um, but my personal journey is I started a fashion blog, my senior year of high school. Um, and I really, you know, ever since I was young, I was like obsessed with fashion, obsessed with styling outfits, everything, you know, from shopping from back to school to just always having to be like the best dressed. Like I felt like, I don't know, I was so much more confident when I had a new outfit. Um, and basically from there, you know, I started getting traction on my Instagram. This was kind of before, like, I feel like content creators were super saturated on like Instagram. And this was obviously before TikTok was even a thing. Um, and you know, people started asking me where I would get my top. And then from there, you know, I started creating affiliate platforms on like, like to know it, I got an Amazon storefront, things like that. And, um, I eventually started having brands reach out to me for like gifted collabs, things like that. And I kind of knew that this could be something great. I didn't really, I wasn't in it for the money. Um, I didn't know how much money you could make. And it was kind of just my outlet all throughout college. You know, I would post pictures. I wasn't as consistent in college. Um, and then I really took it seriously post-grad Um, and that's kind of when I was like, okay, like I love doing this. I need a creative outlet for work. And that's kind of when I started to become more consistent. And with that came, you know, a lot more growth, a lot more paid collaborations and more opportunities from there. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. And I'm always so curious, like how do, when people are like, are in content creation and like on, and they're like, because I know you you work uh, another job, but like people who just have social media and like make a living off social media, like how do they manage being on social media so much? Because I know that like social media has so many great positive aspects, but it also has a lot of negative ones too. And I know that when I'm on social media a lot, like my mind gets a little bit more negative. So like, how do you kind of manage that with like being on it, always posting, looking at other people? Do you like have any effects from it at all or? Yeah, definitely. I think that's a great question. I find myself in ebbs and flows. So sometimes I'll really be in that comparison mode of like, comparing myself to other people, comparing myself to my own self, kind of 
questioning, oh, why wasn't I invited to this event? Or why did I, why am I not growing this month and things like that? Um, But I think what a lot of people don't realize is that being a content creator, there's so much more than just consuming social media. So for me, like answering emails is half the battle, creating graphics, communicating with brands, planning out my own content. You know, I have like a million excels of like, okay, what collaborations do I have this month? What brands do I need to reach out to this month? What brands do I need to send invoices to? Things like that. There's so much more of the business side that I think people don't actually realize. And with that, you know, obviously that takes up a lot of time. Um, I'm really not scrolling on social media that much. It's kind of funny because my friends will like send me these TikTok trends and things like that. I'm like, I like have not seen that. Or I feel like I'm not up to date with like certain trends and things like that because I don't really scroll for pleasure. Like I, I truthfully like I'll take like 20 minutes out of my day and scroll for like research purposes on like trending audios or concepts that I think are really cool. But I feel like most of the time I'm looking at my own social media and, you know, with that, I feel like it doesn't give me a lot of opportunity to compare myself to other people. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot because it's definitely like when you're on it all the time and constantly looking at other people, it's so easy to just become negative and like think about yourself and like what you don't have. And I I really like the fact that you're like using social media for your own purposes because like there's this saying that if something's free then you're the one being sold and like with all of social media and stuff like Instagram, TikTok, it's free to be on it. So like of course they're like the apps and platforms are probably like selling our data and like all that kind of stuff but turning it around and making it into something that's advantageous for you and where like you can make a profit from it and like you can do something with it is like so key and I feel like a lot of people don't think of themselves like I'm like this too as like being able to do that you know like we think that there's just like a certain type of person that is able to become an influencer or like create content like that and so like a large majority of people are put into this like just consuming mindset and they think like oh I can't I'm not the type that's gonna post TikToks or like do this you know like it that's just not me but I think when you just kind of like put yourself out there and start posting consistently like anything can come from it so anybody should just do it, you know, just to see. Yeah, exactly. I feel like so many people are scared of like what their friends from home will think of them or just like what people will think of them in general. And I feel like just letting that out the window. And I think the great thing with TikTok especially is that you don't have to have such an aesthetic life or you don't have to be this certain shape or size or color to be successful. Like, it's just not like that. Um, We're seeing success with all kinds of different niches. I mean, there's people reviewing movies. There's people like doing cooking channels. Like there's so many different things. And I feel like if you have a passion and you want to share it, then you totally should. And regardless of what that is, if you are consistent with it, you will see growth. Um, because you know, that's the main thing 
of how like these creators are so successful is that they take it seriously and just kind of not caring what people think, um, which is definitely easier said than done. But that's something that I had to learn that I had to learn early on and just kind of post for myself post and view myself as a business versus then like just a personal being that and like not get affected by what people think of me. How did you kind of like deal with that? Because you said that you started your fashion blog when you were a senior in high school. And like, that was probably four or five years ago. Um, And times were different then. I feel like now it's like a lot more accepted to just like be posting on TikTok and Instagram like that, like, because so many more people are doing it. But like, how did you kind of deal with it back then? And yeah, so honestly, like, I feel sorry my dog just jumped on the bed um no it's okay (laughs) um honestly I feel like when I did create a blog my senior year of high school like everybody thought it was really cool I didn't really have any backlash or anything um I feel like it wasn't until I started becoming bigger on the platforms that I would get like you know, some negative comments every once in a while by just like random people who, you know, I had no idea or like, I'm sure some people talk behind my back from like my hometown or something like that. But honestly, it doesn't bother me. I don't really read any negative criticism towards me or nor do I really care to be quite honest, because I feel like they don't know what a day in my life looks like. They don't know what kind of successes I have, what kind of struggles that I deal with. And I feel like kind of tuning out that negative noise just doesn't let that energy into your life. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. And I always like remind myself of the saying, what other people think of you is none of your business, even though it's like so much harder to actually put that into practice than to simply just say it. But just having that just constant reminder that, you know, what other people think about me doesn't concern me or what I do. And usually what, when other people are thinking something negative, it's just a reflection of their own insecurities. So it has nothing to do with you. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. And so you said you work a nine to five. So how do you kind of like manage posting consistently online and like your job? Because I know that that can be a lot. Yeah. I mean, I literally consider content creation a whole other job. If not, I spend more time doing it than my real nine to five, um, just because of, you know, all the weekends and after hours and things like that. Um, I try to definitely separate the two as best as I can. Um, For me, planning ahead is everything. So a lot of what I post And a lot of people I feel like really do resonate with is batch shooting content. Um, For Mm -hmm. me, you know, I'm not always camera ready every single day. I don't shoot every day. Of course, like I post stories every day that are at my life or about my life of like what I'm doing specifically like right now and today. But, you know, with having a full time job and even you know, some of my friends who are full-time content creators, they don't feel like shooting content every day. I feel like for me, what's efficient is shooting a couple of looks at a time. And that's what I highly recommend people to do anyways, just because burnout is real. And especially while having two jobs, um, burnout can come a lot quicker. Um, So I really like to set myself up for success. So there's a lot of planning that goes behind shoots, you know, location scouting. I literally like make all my outfits on Canva, like 
pair them together like okay I'm wearing this pair of shoes with this skirt or whatever and literally like type a OCD about that but I feel like it definitely does set me up for success when I am kind of ready to put on makeup and do my hair and get after it um I feel like then you know I have set days for editing my my content um set days for filming brand deals and when I do things little by little I find myself not being as overwhelmed versus like saving it all for like I don't know one specific day where I'm going to do my brand deals, my editing, my, my content planning, things like that and spreading it out. And that way, like too, you know, I always have drafts in my, in my TikTok, and I always have my feed planned at least like a week in advance. So that way, you know, days that I do work, I can just post and it takes me five minutes versus like filming, editing, adding a caption, adding hashtags, finding an audio, things like that. That just takes forever. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you like plan your content? Like, do you have like a set system of like how you come up with ideas or like what to post or do you take inspo maybe from like what other people are doing? Like how how do you kind of like go about that process? Because like when you're batch creating, I feel like you have to have so many different ideas And when you do it for a living, I feel like you probably, I don't know if this is true or not, but like maybe run out of ideas quickly or like you always have to be thinking of new ones. So how do you kind of go about that? Yeah. So I kind of treat TikTok and Instagram like completely different. So for Instagram, in order to plan my feed, I use the app Unum, U-N-U-M. And that's just where I like go through my grid and kind of piece together. Okay. This looks good next to this. Like this looks good right here. And I'm not too hard on myself, but, um, you know, that's where I kind of like make it look quote unquote aesthetic. I care more about that on Instagram than I do TikTok as do like many people. Um, so that's kind of where I plan out on Oom. And for me, it's easier to batch shoot a bunch of looks for Instagram because to me, that doesn't take thought. There's no concept to that. It's really Mm -hmm. just like, okay, where do I want to shoot this outfit? Once I style the outfit, then I'm like good to go. As far as TikTok, I have a running list on my phone of like concepts and ideas that like I want to talk about. Um, As far as like, for me specifically, like I post a lot about like micro influencer tips, content creator tips. And I kind of think of things that I go through on my day-to-day life that I wish I knew, or I wish somebody would have told me. And I kind of want to break that wall for future creators or smaller creators or really creators of any size. Um, So I'll have a running list. And then when I am ready to film, I kind of know what to talk about from there. I also have a content calendar, which is another thing I create for all my clients because personally, I find that not everybody is as organized as I am or enjoys being as organized as I am. Um, So the content calendar basically has a different concept each day or multiple concepts for each day, depending on which platform, Instagram or TikTok, paired with like hashtags and things like that, as well as post times, because I feel like having a template and plugging and playing is a lot easier than just kind of doing everything last minute. Um, so that's how I found a lot of success. And I feel like that just really sets you up for that consistency. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's smart too, that you like plan your stuff out a week in advance. So that way, like if something comes up, 
where you just like absolutely don't have time to do it or you know something happens or like maybe you lose content like you always have a backup because that's like the same thing that I do with the podcast like I plan it out usually like a month in advance and then in case like somebody cancels or doesn't show like it's super easy to just like find something else to post you know yeah exactly and I think that's like a great thing to say because real life happens and I mean you know there's weekends that I'm traveling or spending with family and I I don't want to shoot content I just want to enjoy myself and try to live in the moment as best as I can and for me it's a lot easier to take five minutes out of my day to post versus think about a location plan an outfit go there shoot it edit it it's just, it's not a way to live your life every single day. Um, and I think, you know, it kind of goes all the way back to like what we were learned, like what we were taught in school, like to not procrastinate things like that. You know, whenever I got a project, I would literally be that type of like student who would be the first one to turn in their work because I would just hate having something to do, like knowing that there's a due date coming in mind and I'm not prepared for it, kind of like studying for a test or whatever. Um, and that's like what I do with my brand deals. I treat them as like projects and due dates and really try to allot myself enough time um, to be able to do these things. So I'm not stressed out in situations where I am hanging out with friends or my boyfriend or things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. I'm the same way too. Like, I don't know I've always been like this, like with school, especially where I don't understand how people could procrastinate and like know that they have an essay due and do it like the night before. Like it always just blew my mind. And I feel like you're either the person that like procrastinates or just doesn't like there's kind of no in between, you know? Yeah, I totally get that. And how do you go about because you make content so much like how do you go about it when you are maybe undergoing like a new experience or something or like you're at an event because I know with social media like especially nowadays it's so easy to only go to things or only do things just because you want to get like the picture or the video so like how do you kind of manage that and have boundaries with yourself for not letting creating content and social media dictate how you approach an event or new experience that's a great question I feel like so many creators have a problem with that. I feel like they'll just do it for the aesthetic or do it for the content. And that's just not how I live my life. Like me personally, like I love like the small, like for me, I find joy in like cute little coffee shops and having my apartment clean and organized and minimal and that's me. That's my style. That's who I am. I don't do it for Instagram. Like that's just how I've lived my life before Instagram. Um, but I do think that there is a space in the creator world that, you know, they want to come across as having that perfect aesthetic life and do it for the aesthetics and go to this event because they would get more views, things like that. Luckily in New York City, there are a lot of influencer events. Literally, I'm going to three this week. Like there's constant, constant events. And with those events, the brand kind of expects you to, you know, share content, whether that be like a story or whatever, a TikTok. Um, so it's a little bit more accepting to kind of have your phone out at those situations. And that's kind of where I'm like in work mode of like, okay, like I'm, going to get content here. I'm enjoying this experience, whether it be dinner or, 
you know, getting a facial or my hair blown out. And I kind of, you know, in my own, like my own integrity, I'm like, okay, like I deserve to like show my experience because this brand is kind of putting it on for free. Like I'm attending for free, you know? Um, but those I'm, I feel more inclined to post content versus like organic experiences with, for example, my boyfriend, like say we go to a restaurant, a lot of times I'll post, like I'll take pictures of like the food, for example, but I won't post it until after. So that way I'm not constantly like on my phone, you know, while I'm, while I'm in, in this middle of this great experience with my boyfriend. Um, and I'll post after when like I'm in bed or something and I'm just bored or whatever, but I don't focus solely on getting content because I I feel like that's not a great way to like live your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's like probably one good thing about how like influencers and like influencer culture is so much more popular nowadays, especially with brands and that you guys do have those events that you go to because those are like literally work events. Like you go there to create content and then it kind of creates this like separation between like real life stuff that you like genuinely really want to do and experience compared to like the work influencer events, you know, which of course like you want to go to, but those are have a set purpose of like creating content. Whereas the experiences say with your boyfriend or family are just like fun memories that you're creating that you maybe you may may not want to share with other people. And I think it kind of like helps with creating that like divide between when to create content and like when to take photos and like post stuff between when to not, which I think like probably a year, two years, three years ago, it wasn't like that, you know, like it wasn't as popular. So I think people probably struggled with creating that separation more. Yeah, totally. And I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, like I'm just sharing my life. So, you know, that's what I signed up to do. That's what I love to do and enjoy to do. Um, So for me, like posting a story about the coffee I got or my outfit, that's not a job to me. That's something that I genuinely like and enjoy. Um, So for me, it's, I don't even look at it as like a task because it's just something that's a part and ingrained in my day-to-day routine. And, um, I'm not like, Oh my gosh, I have to get 10 stories up today. Like, no, I don't look up. I don't, I don't work like that. Like some days I don't get, I get like two stories up. Like it just is what it is. But if there's something that I feel like people will like or are interested in, or like, you know, I love, like, I look at myself at bigger creators who I'm like obsessed with and like religiously like waiting for them to like post a story. And I get so excited when they post just like a simple thing. So if I can be that way to other people, then that to me is the reason why I, you know, I do what I do. Mm -hmm. I love that. And what tips do you have for people who may be listening that like want to start, but just don't know how or where, or like what type of content to post? What are your best tips and tricks? Yeah, so I feel like in order to start, you genuinely have to find a niche that like you love doing, do every day and are good at, you know, um, I think so many people, it's kind of like going, like never working out a day in your life and then expecting yourself to do Pilates like seven days a week. Like that's just not going to happen. You kind of have to pick something and like that you feel like is attainable, sustainable, um, to do and kind of think about that longevity. So for me, like before I even knew that this platform could make money, 
I loved fashion and that's what I wanted to post about. And that's why I feel like I've been able to do it for so long because I genuinely like what I'm doing. So step number one is picking something that you love doing and creating a niche around that. From there, obviously we've hit on it many times throughout this podcast, but just being consistent, coming up with a post schedule for yourself, whether you have a goal of posting once a day or three times a day, whatever that may be, Um, but being consistent with it, just like anything else, you're not going to get results unless you are consistent. And that literally goes hand in hand with growing on social media. Um, From there is you know, not caring what other people think about you, posting what you really like, and try not to compare yourself to other creators in the sense of like looking for other creators and getting ideas from them, like genuinely creating content that you come up with yourself, because in the end, you're going to be successful if you're filling a white space um, in the market. And by copying other creators, you're really not doing that at all. And I think that's where a lot of people struggle is they try to hop on trends late or are just following the crowd and then they just kind of get lost in the mix. But like, you know, what do you have that other people don't and kind of finding that about yourself and honing in on it. Mm-hmm. I love that. Cause I think so many of us, like when we see influencers and like influencer culture, we think that everything's like already being done or that, It's like so saturated now that there's not enough space for new people to join the community and have their shot at it. But like, I feel like that's such a narrow mindset because there is room. Like you have to operate from kind of like an abundance mindset that there is plenty of room. There is plenty of space. There is plenty of opportunities still for people. You know, everybody has the capability to do this. It just takes putting in the actual work to make it happen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, just like everything else, it takes time, consistency. And, you know, I think a lot of people get upset when they don't go viral overnight. But to me, I think a slow and steady growth with an engaging following is so much more rewarding and what brands want, um, honestly, more than anything, than just someone to go viral, their followers to spike, and then the rest of their videos are just do horrible. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good point, especially with TikTok, because like on there, it's definitely a lot easier to have like one video do super, super well. And then you gain like 20,000 followers from it. But then after that, you have to stay consistent with it. And it almost just becomes even harder to keep a following because these people just follow you based on that one video and not because they are genuinely interested in like who you are, what you have to say and like the content that you're creating. Yes, I could not agree more. And so I love like the wellnessy side of things. And like, that's a big topic on the podcast. So like, can you kind of walk us through your wellness routine? Like how you keep yourself grounded and have boundaries with like work and normal life? Yeah. So basically for me, I literally like wellness is like my biggest obsession right now. Um, I mean, honestly, for years, I feel like for me, my morning routine is everything. So I get up around like 6am. Um, and I work out like six days a week. 
Um, for me, I love strength training. That's kind of like my biggest mental health escape, um, type of workout that I like best for me personally, um, mixed with like outdoor walks. Um, you know, I obviously I walk my dog tons. I do a lot of walking in the city, things like that. Um, so for me, I love to start my morning with the workout. I try to stay off social media, um, until after my workout, um, because I just don't like to start my mornings with social media. Sometimes when I am on the treadmill, like I'll read through my emails and things like that and just kind of like get started with my day, which I, I don't mind doing. It kind of wakes me up in a sense. Um, then from there, I literally make a, the same morning smoothie every single day. And like, I'm obsessed with it. I look forward to it when I wake up. All it is, is, um, for me, I try to stay, um, as whole food based as possible. So I use a really good vegan protein powder with no additives, gums, sugars, or anything like that. Um, I do a frozen banana, spinach and chia seeds, and it's just really, really good. Um, I feel like the frozen banana is key and it kind of tastes like ice cream, to be honest. Um, then from there, um, I'm a morning shower girly. So I do my skincare routine and, I'm a huge proponent of being consistent with a good skincare routine. It just really makes me feel clean, refreshed, and um, ready for the day. So I do my skincare routine, and then I make my first cup of coffee. And then from there, um, I'll sit down with my journal and kind of either write out like some manifestations for the day, how I'm feeling, goals, um, go through kind of like my to-do list for the day. And then I hop on my computer and start work. So that's kind of like how I live my mornings. I like to have like two hours before I start work to kind of like get my life together. Yeah, I love that. I love slow mornings where you kind of like schedule enough time for yourself to do all the things that you want to do and like work out and um, I meditate. So like, I love that. I love not being rushed in the morning. And what about your night routines? Like, how do you kind of get ready for bed and wind down? Yeah. So my boyfriend literally thinks I'm a grandma because I go to bed. So early. <laughs> but, I mean, I get up early. So for me, yeah, like, I, no, I, I'm the same way. <laughs> yeah. Like he can function with like five hours of sleep and I need at least eight. Like that is mm-hmm. how I am my best self. And so if I'm getting up at six, like, honestly, I love getting in bed around eight. Like this is on a weeknight. I love getting in bed um, around 8 p.m. And like from there, I have like the hatch light, which is like, you know, that light that you can turn like any color. You can make it like mm-hmm. a sunset or I'll normally put the blue light on because it's super relaxing and I'll like watch a show. I'm a huge reality TV junkie. Um, so like I'll watch like right now I'm starting Real Housewives of Potomac because I know like that's coming on soon and I want to like know the care like know the girls and everything so I'm like obsessing over that right now um, so I'll watch like an episode or two um, in bed and then from there if I'm really feeling good like if I am like on my shit on my shit um, I will read on my Kindle for like basically until like my eyes get tired so maybe like 20 minutes. Like it's really not that long at all. Um, and so I try to go to bed by like 10, honestly. Um, and I guess before that I do my nighttime skin routine, which isn't anything crazy. I just kind of wash my face, put on some serums in my moisturizer, sometimes an overnight mask if I'm feeling it. 
Um, but for me, I'm all about like simplicity when it comes to skincare and I don't want to spend hours like doing it. Um, that's kind of my evening routine. Um, I let my dog out at night. Sometimes I'll have some hot tea. Um, my night routine is a little bit more fluid, but for me, the most important thing I prioritize is like getting in bed, relaxing for an hour, being able to unwind. So my mind can kind of stop. I put my phone on my I have like this charging pad, so I can't actively like use my phone while it's charging. So I put it on the pad at like 9 p.m. and do not touch my phone after that. My phone's on focus mode. Like people, my friends, my family know not to like text me during that or like I won't answer. Um, And that's kind of like that boundary that I have to give myself of like, okay, like get off your phone. I love that. I love the charging pad idea because it's so easy just to like have your phone plugged in right next to you and just like lay in bed while it's charging. And if you don't, cause usually by the end of the day, like your battery is about to die or like already dead. So not having that access to it when you're laying in bed is so important. Cause then you end up getting more sleep. Cause I know I've done this so many times where I say, I'm going to go to bed at a certain time, but then I go up down a rabbit hole on like social media or YouTube or something. And it's been like an hour or two later and then I'm finally going to sleep. So that's a great tip. Yeah, exactly. Because I just find myself if I'm scrolling, I don't get any time. Like I do not get tired. I just stay up way later than I thought versus like, for me, the number one thing to make me like sleepy or make me kind of out of my own head is reading. Um, So I have like, um, I try to read like, one book, like my goal for my New Year's resolution or whatever was like 15 books in a year. Um, and so I try to like stay with that, um, but I'll like get in modes where I'm like super into reading, um, but just like getting off your phone, I feel like is the biggest thing to like go to bed. I love that. And do you have any like go-to products that you recommend either like skincare, fashion, wellnessy wise, like anything that you just really love? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So many, I feel like my life is like products. Um, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, I'm trying to think, I guess we could start with like skincare. So right now I'm really loving. So one product that I feel like not a lot of people know about is the necessary body serum. And I love, like, I always put on like lotion out of the shower and things like that. Like I just, I have really dry skin. Um, but I love, especially for, you know, as we approach like colder months and our skin starts to become even more dry is the body serum. So I like put it all on my arms and my legs and it's like, it's just so hydrating. Um, and it's not scented or anything like that. Um, but it just feels so good and cooling on your skin. So that's like a body product that I feel like not a lot of people know about. Um, and then a skincare product that I love is the Sunday Riley, the under eye like cream, because I deal with really bad, like bags underneath my eyes. I like always have, I just think it's because of my allergies and like sinuses and things, but I love it because it gives like a little glow underneath your eyes. And it also uh, gives that appearance of like less puffiness. Um, it just, I feel like it makes me look more awake. Um, and you only need like literally a pea size of it. So one bottle, like I know Sunday Riley is a little bit, I don't know what you mean by is a little bit more. (laughs) my Apple watch just went off. Um, Sunday Riley is a little bit more expensive, but to be honest, like the bottle will last you for like at least a year. Um, another product I love as far as 
fashion right now is like a good pair of sneakers because I'm always walking or along the city. Um, so I like only want to wear sneakers. And some of my favorites are like my new balances. I post about them all the time, in my stories. So I have them linked on there. I don't, I don't know the exact name, but, um, for walks, I love my hokas, um, like exercise walks around the city. Um, I have these pair, um, on Amazon, I have linked on my storefront are these like eight pack of like white socks that are like, they're like ankle length socks. So they're like, you know, like those trendy, like higher socks, but I literally wear them every single day. And it's like an eight pack for like, I think $18, like it's so cheap. Um, but they look so cute with sneakers or like with loafers coming up, um, or underneath your boots, whatever. Um, that's like the best thing. I mean, I could go on and on about products, but like, those are some (laughs) things that I I'm thinking about off the top of my head. I love those. I love those. I'm going to have to check them out. And then what like books, other podcasts, other podcasts or resources do you recommend people check out that you either really love or about the stuff that we talked about? Yeah. So I'm looking at my Goodreads right now. My favorite, I just read a book called meant to be. And that is like, I don't give five stars, like too many five stars on books I read, but meant to be is literally a must read. I love like romance novels, things like that. Um, and it's actually based in New York city, which like I love because that's where I'm living right now. So, um, that's a great book to read. Um, such such a good book I like read all the Colleen Hoover books obviously those are all great um podcasts I love listening to podcasts when I walk or when I work out so some of the podcasts that I listen to every day um like I said I am a re like I love mindless mindless content um I'm not a huge like learner when it comes to like content which is like crazy but for me, I look at it as like an escape from reality. Um, so like, I love this podcast called two teas in a pod, which is like these two ex housewives, like recapping like housewives of the week. I love gals on the go, which is a little bit more informational. It's like two girl, two influencers based in New York city. And they kind of talk about just like what girls our age go through. Um, they have really cool guests, the morning toast. I listen to every day. I'm sure so many people know about that podcast. It's um, another two, their sisters, and they recap like the top five, like pop culture stories each day, along with like recaps of like reality TV shows or like popular things that are going on and um, just things like that. I love having background noise when I work. Um, those are kind of like my favorite forms of content to consume. I love that. I love that you said that too, because I feel like in like the whole wellness space and everything, like I fall victim to this too, where I feel like I always have to be consuming something educational and like always something like self-help, self-help related or like productivity related or like something that I'm going to benefit from. But it's like exhausting doing that all the time. And like, sometimes it's good. Like I love the morning toast too. And I usually listen to them every morning, like while I'm working out and it's just so nice to have something to like think about other than self-help and like how to be better and all this stuff. Like it's nice to just be entertained for a little bit. So I love that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like I started Atomic Habits, which is like one of the biggest like self-help books. And I was like, okay, I'm going to read a chapter every day. And like, I did for a long time, but I was like, I am so bored. Like, this is so boring. 
I feel like I'm not retaining any of this information. Like I would so much rather have my time filled with like joy and relaxation. And of course, don't get me wrong. Like I'll get in my zones where like, I want to read my self-help or like, I feel like I mainly look at like social media accounts for like wellness, things like that, Mm -hmm. um, that I get into, or, I mean, I work with like a dietitian, things like that. So I try to take like social media with a grain of salt when it comes to like those type of things. But, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like normalized just listening to content just to like zone out and like for pure happiness, like more than anything. I love that. I love that. And where can people find you? Like your Instagram website, TikTok, all that stuff. So my Instagram is Sydney Hope, S-Y-D-N-E-Y, Hope with three E's. And then my TikTok is Sydney Bernhardt, which is just Sydney, B-E-R-N-H-A-R-D-T. Um, I have an Amazon storefront, which all this stuff is kind of linked in my bio, um, where I always add new things. Like I add new things multiple times a week on there. Um, I have a like to know it where I link all of my outfits, all my story highlights have tons of links. Um, and I think that's everything that I am on currently, but definitely keep a lookout on my channels because I am going to be starting to do some Amazon lives, um, where I'll like be trying on like different things from like what I buy on Amazon and letting you guys know if it's worth buying things like that. Um, so yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This was such a great conversation. I've never had a podcast where we really like dive deep into content creation. So I know that this will be really good for people and like, they'll love it. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me. You're so sweet.